0: What's up, y'all? She from Legacy Hustle here. I have a little request of you. If you truly appreciate what we're trying to do here and you enjoy the show, the sharing, the transparency, and the insights, as well as the inspiration we bring you with each and every episode, I need you to help us out as well by supporting. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, follow, and review as we work to get the word out to more people about the show. Also, please consider sharing the show with your entire network. Thank you. Enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? This is Legacy Hustle, a show that will highlight and amplify the stories of black entrepreneurs and their products or services that are impacting preceding generations, future generations, or cross-generationally. We use the word legacy not only to describe the solutions that are being created, but also to acknowledge the guests impact on their own family or personal circles through wealth generation and creation. The show will explore what their business is, how they got it off the ground, and trials and tribulations experienced on their Legacy Hustle journey, in an effort to both inspire and educate you, our listeners, who I'll refer to as our Legacy Hustlers. I'm Sheed, I'll be your host. And in this episode, we'll be talking to Ashley Esteves Nelson of Brown Butter Creations. Ashley Esteves Nelson, Marika Esteves Smith, and Reggie Nelson are all co-owners. This tremendous trio of owners have come together as a familial unit to bring the vision to life, using the culinary expertise of Marika with the business savvy of both Ashley and Reggie. In today's episode, Ashley's gonna take us on the journey. Ashley is a graduate of Hampton University and also worked for Pratt & Whitney for over 15 years before deciding to leave corporate America to establish this legacy hustle with her co-owners. She also happens to be someone I've been friends with for more than half my life. So let's dive straight into this episode to learn more about this dope new bakery creating waves in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Hey, Ashley, thank you so much for being here with Legacy Hustle today. Really excited to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, of course. One of the first things that we want to understand is, can you please tell us about Brown Butter Creations?
1: So Brown Butter Creations is a bakery in Glastonbury, Connecticut. We specialize in custom cakes, homemade desserts, and breakfast pastries. The business started in June of 2018. We actually got our start at a Juneteenth gala in Hartford at the Amistad Foundation. Um, But the business was started with my sister and my husband and I. And uh, we got the start. My sister has always been in the food industry and has always baked. And she's a really great baker. And my husband and I approached her one day and said, you know, would you ever want to get started and go off on your own? If you do, like what's what's holding you back? And she said, I do. I just don't really know how to get started. I'd love to work for myself, but I just don't really know where to begin. So my husband, Reggie, and I were like, all right, we'll help you figure it out. We'd love to like start our own business and we'd like to start that journey with you That's where you want to move forward, and so that's how Brown Butter Creations got its start. So the three of us came together and said, "Hey, we'll help you figure it out." So my husband and I have been in the corporate world for a decade and a half at the at the time. Um, So we were like, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll make it work. So we um, took some business classes that were offered in the community. There was some food incubator programs. Uh, there was a program called reset. Um, so Reggie and I took the course and put a business plan together and came together and figured out how to get a business started. And we started as an online business. So we were an online bakery for two and a half, three, two and a half years. Um, and recently, this past December, right before the holidays, we transitioned into a brick and mortar store. So we opened a storefront in Glastonbury, Connecticut, and we've been in the storefront for the last two months, and it's been going great so far.
0: Awesome. You've said a lot of things in there that I want to unpack <laughs> a little bit, right? So okay. first stop is, how did you and your husband decide, you know, love what my sister is doing. We are down to invest in like, you know, help her grow her dream and work with her to bring it to fruition. Like, how did y'all get to that point where you were like, yes, let's do this. We're all in.
1: So Reggie and I had always talked about like, at some point in life, we want some type of business. He and I have always enjoyed traveling, have always enjoyed food. And when we travel, we travel and basically eat the whole time so especially like if we're on an international trip we like to immerse ourselves in the culture basically through their food so it was always like we knew at some point we wanted to start a business and have it be surrounded by food yeah. and um since my sister's always been in the industry we were like all right we can come together and create something amazing out of it that's kind of where where we got to start and kind of came together with the idea to to start it and then it kind of just grew organically from there
0: awesome and then you started talking about you know enhancing the business skills inside of it right because obviously your sister is one with the amazing skill set to create just baked goodness and in, in heavenly just decadent moist cakes and, <laughs> and all the goodies right and Absolutely. You know, I'm just going to share full disclosure. I've definitely had Marika's cooking in terms of baking. <laughs> absolute bliss. So if you're in a <laughs> Connecticut region, make certain you look this place up and go and support. Um, so one of the things that you highlighted was the ability to um, go to an incubator and start learning classes. Like, how did you identify this food incubator that you all leaned into?
1: So there is um, a friend of ours that owns a coffee shop. And she had gone through um, one of the incubator programs put on by this organization. And she had recommended when we were coming up with the idea to get started, she had recommended that we take a look at it. The program she did, uh, I think it was just small, like a small business incubator. And shortly after that, they were starting a food incubator program for different food businesses getting their start in the Hartford area. Uh, So she had recommended that we look into it. So we applied for the program and we were selected. And I believe it was maybe like a six to eight week course. And so we went every week and uh, I think it was two hours each night um, that we attended. And they had, they went, they had different um, people from different companies that focused on different um, uh, subject matters each week. And it was, it was a great opportunity. It was a great opportunity to network with other um people basically in the, in the same situation as us, like new, new to starting a business. We were a little further on in, in our journey. There were some that were just more in the idea phase and we were on our, on our path. I think we had been in business actually for probably six months. And yep. so it helped reassure like, okay, we, we've done the right things or we're on the right path um, to success.
0: And for those individuals who may be in the Connecticut region and area, what was the name of that program specifically?
1: Uh, Re- Reset. Reset. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll make certain that I include that in the show notes for those okay. individuals who are interested in checking out that program that Ashley was talking about. So Ashley, one of the things that you also highlighted was starting off, you were an online bakery, right? Yep. And then you decided to pivot. To being brick and mortar. What brought about that change? Like, what is the decision process that you all went through to say, okay, we're going to switch from doing it online to in a brick and mortar? All
1: right. Good question. So, um, it was definitely a process. So, the first year we were in business, uh, we had to use a commercial kitchen. We um, used a commercial kitchen at a place called Hands on Hartford. They have a shared commercial kitchen so other um food businesses can utilize the space as as needed. So it was good as we were getting started because we didn't have that upfront setup cost uh, so of like having to build out a kitchen and all that. So we would go there as needed, you know, say, hey, we need x number of hours this week and we would pay to use the space by the hour so that was very low upfront cost um and in our first year business the state of connecticut did not allow we there were no cottage food laws meaning you couldn't work out of your home you had to use a commercial uh, kitchen so that was our only option when we first opened During my time, when we took the uh, class three reset, that we learned that Connecticut food laws had changed and now cottage food laws are available and um, businesses could start using their home kitchen. There are restrictions of what your annual income can be, your revenue can be, um, so there are limitations there. But in the first year and a half, we were strictly in the hands-on Hartford commercial kitchen and during covid is when we decided to pivot and switch to a cottage food license um so during covid that's when when we made that change and we started um doing a lot of pop-up events during 2020 so a lot of business or i'd say a lot of people were Focused on support supporting local businesses, and we got a lot of exposure through pop up events. A friend of ours who has a greeting card business called Dapple and Gray, they had um, wanted to do a pop up at their house. It was just going to be them selling their greeting cards, and we had to ask, "Hey, can we, you know, jump on and join in with you guys and sell some of our pastries at your pop up events while you're selling cards?" And it was a huge success. So that brought a lot of attention on brown butter creations and people were like oh my gosh this is great you should do this again so we did another event with the same people and other businesses were like oh well i want to sell my candles can i sell my candles at your next pop up and oh i have crafts and i have these um custom pillows that i make can i sell them so throughout that i'm enjoying this everybody was like oh i want so people were looking forward to this pop up event. Yeah. yeah. So we it sounds just, like
0: you created an entire ecosystem and community of people who were just coming right. together to sell and, their wares.
1: Right. And prior yeah. to that, we personally didn't really have like um, a customer base in Glastonbury. We had a customer base like within the Hartford community, but we're from Glastonbury. And I was actually quite surprised that we didn't have as big of a following in the town that we lived in. And just starting those pop up events like God, created a buzz. We were in a Facebook community. Um, the Glastonbury Facebook community allowed businesses to promote their business every week. I think you were able to create one post every Monday and promote whatever you had going on. So that summer, every Monday, I'd say, "Ah, oh, we're going to be at this pop-up event. Here's what we're going to be selling. And if it was a week we didn't have a pop-up, hey, here's a mystery box that we're going to have available this week. And so that alone got the word out. People were, anytime somebody asked, where can I get a birthday cake? Oh, I need cupcakes. I need this. Oh, Brown Butter Creations. Check them out. And so we got a lot of attention. Referrals and just, attention. Yeah, just from, from that. So to answer your question, how did we make that pivot? I know that was a long roundabout. Um, but we ended up basically outgrowing um, the cottage food just because we got so we quickly or inorganically just grew out of the, the cottage food situation. So you're we like, what's what's the next thing? Where, how do we or, grow are you trying from to say there? in a nice
0: way that your house just wasn't big enough to cook the or, stuff? It anymore? wasn't
1: that oh, well, that like <laughs> we got to the point where we had to start, to, like on certain weekends, it was like we can't take any more anymore orders because I don't have we don't have anywhere to store them. And it's yeah. like I can only have so many people ringing my doorbell. <laughs> like I'm sure my neighbors are gonna be like, all right, what are they doing over there? <laughs> so, yeah, we out. Screw that! And just because the state said you can only make so much money in a year in your in your yeah. own business, um, so that was part of it. Um, so that was like, what what's the next step? What do we want to do after this? And transitioning into the storefront was where we decided to go from there. And it was also something that our customers were really asking for. They're like, When are you gonna open a store? What, what, what you? I want to be able to come. Every day, instead of having to wait for like the next pop up event,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> so the demand just organically grew, as you stated. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also this effort to connect in a genuine way with the community through these mm-hmm. pop ups that you were going through. I really appreciate the the fact that uh, you all were able to tap into understanding what's going on with permits. So, how did you learn about what was That's an existent like-
1: trial and error. Well, well, some of that was like, we learned through the class is learning through networking with other um, businesses and just learning from like talking to other people that had recently done the same thing. Like, what did you learn along the way? And just like tribal knowledge that you get from networking with others.
0: I'll definitely say in addition to some of what Ashley has shared, If you check in with your uh, city municipality or your county municipality and you just ask some of these questions, um, they're very open and willing to share guidance around what's available, what's not available, how you can think about some of these different permits as you're going through the process of establishing, thinking about or even scaling a business. And they provide a lot of different um, insights to be able to help you on that journey. So let's talk a little bit about the finance side of it all, right? Where did you all get the money to even start this thing?
1: So the first couple of years, like I said, our our upfront cost was very minimal just because we didn't put, the. and I'd say with any business, I'd say start small and try to keep your expenses as low as possible on the front end. And then, you know, work your way up. Like when you're a little more established, then start, you know. Putting more money into the business. So I'd say we were smart the first couple of years. We had very little expenses. Our expenses were mainly our ingredient costs. And um, like I said, we were paying to use the kitchen by the hour. So that was our upfront expenses. We didn't really have much overhead other than, you know, paying like utilities in our our home. Um, But for the most part, the first couple of years was very low and it wasn't until we um, started our build out process in the last, I'd say last six months is when we had to start. We, we did apply for a loan um, and we have applied for some grants and that was uh, what we had utilized to start the build out of the actual brick and mortar.
0: So you hear people talk about loans, um, and so I think that's a little bit easier for most people to be able to find. But talk a little bit about the grants. How would you go about sourcing where to identify grants at and how to apply for those?
1: So definitely get involved with as many um, business resource programs. I did um, a I was telling you before we got online, I did a pitch competition. Um, and they exposed us to a lot of grant opportunities. So anytime they knew of different organizations that were based, had money to give to different businesses, um, they shared that information. So utilizing those resources and you know carving out time, like they suggested carving out time each week and say, all right, I'm going to spend 30 minutes each week or an hour each week dedicated to searching for grant opportunities and filling out grant applications. So just getting disciplined in that um, really, you know, make, makes it so you're disciplined in actually looking for them. And then you might find yourself the right opportunity to get funding for, for your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and just for those of you that may not be as aware, you know, grants are effectively funds that um, some organization is usually giving you uh, for the purpose of, you know, whatever it is that they put it out there for. So a new business owner, you have to use it in X, Y or Z way. There may be stipulations around it, et cetera. But usually it's money that you don't necessarily have to pay back. Right. Right. So definitely look into grants. Um, mm-hmm. To help you scale and grow your business as well. So you were talking about how small your business was in the beginning. In your first year, roughly how much did you end up making?
1: It was around $6,000.
0: Okay, around six. <laughs> and now, you know, what would you say your expected revenue is by like year end of last year?
1: Um, We're closer to like s- over 70000
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. So that's has scaled and grown very quickly. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What would you say has been some of the biggest challenges that you have all had to overcome in this journey growing from where you were in the very beginning to where you are today, all those different changes that you've spoken about, what would you say was one of the biggest challenges?
1: I'd say the biggest challenge um, was deciding to take that leap, moving from the comfort of your home to going out there and like, now this is like your day to This is your job.
0: This, this is real this, now.
1: This is, yeah, this is life. <laughs> so I'd say the biggest thing for me, and I, I didn't mention it. I I left my career 15 years in the aerospace industry. I worked in supply chain and operations for 15 years. And I decided at the end of 2020, I'm going to take the leap and focus on my legacy hustle, um, uh, full time. So I'd say that was, <laughs> it, it wasn't challenging cause I, kn- I knew at a certain point, like, this is the right thing and this is the right time for us. Like if it's 2020 was a really good year for brown butter, just yep. it was a crazy year and just looking back at it like we were very grateful and thankful that we had a successful business in that year. I know a lot of businesses in different indus- across industries can't say the same thing. So I I felt like if we were able to successfully make it out of this year, I felt like all right. If not now, then when when would we do this? So the three of us were like, "All right, let's, let's Come up with a plan and figure out how we're going to make this our our full time business.
0: Pursuit. I love it. I love it. What would you say you've had a sacrifice um, as you've all established and and continue to grow this business? Time. A lot of time. So,
1: I mean, being an entrepreneur and self employed, you know, like there's always something that can be done so i'm not mad about it like i look at you know my day-to-day back in the corporate world um i definitely don't miss it it's i'm still like i'm still working at just as hard and probably more hours than before but like i'm doing something that i want to do So, and I get to see my family, like, it's a family business. I I see my family all day, every day. We joke the other week, like, when's the last time we all, like, have we ever spent this much time together ever (laughs) in life? So I like to see my sister, I see my parents, I see them all day, every day. And I'm like, I don't know if we ever, like, (laughs) have ever spent this much time together. (laughs) So it's like cool that I get to work with them and see them every day. And I get to do what I enjoy doing, what I want to do. Like I get like, yes, it's more work, more hours, more family time. But yeah, I, I I'm enjoying that over, you know, giving yeah. someone else my time all day, every day.
0: Understood. Understood. <clears throat> and as you sit back, right, and you and and your partners think about where this can go, right? And you've made a big transition going from online to actually brick and mortar. Where else can this go?
1: Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good question. <laughs> like we're like trying to take it one day at a time and every day like new opportunities come our way and like Thankfully, like they've all, it's all been like a natural, like, we got a call from a company last week that said, hey, I have $1,200 to spend on a black owned business and I need to like spend it, like, I need to spend these dollars today. Can I put in an order like right now? It's for two (laughs) weeks from now, but I need to pay you today. And I was (laughs) like, oh, Well, yes, sir. Yes. Tell me more. (laughs) Let's talk about this. Yes, we can do this. So I'm like, oh, well, like opportunities keep like presenting themselves. And I'm like, we can continue getting like different organizations saying, hey, I want to support a black owned business. I have these dollars that I want to spend today. Like if we could keep that up, I'm like that. That would be amazing. And we want to like get into. um being able to ship and mail out, do subscription-based services, that's something I want us to grow into so we can reach outside of the Hartford area or reach outside of Connecticut. So we're trying to get the licensing that we need to be able to ship to our customers outside of, outside of our
0: general area. Well. Yeah. 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 Okay. That'd be pretty cool. So, a little subscription based model, any aspirations of um, franchising or you know branding from that perspective where others can open up uh, brown butter creations in their own areas?
1: Ah, uh, we're definitely open to that. We haven't thought about that just yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that's something that we'd be interested in in the future.
0: Yeah, love it. All right. So we're going to transition into what I call the five-minute hustle. Uh, It's going to give you an opportunity to share with our our legacy hustlers some of the different things that you tap into as a business owner um, that help you, guide you as an individual um, that hopefully can be a benefit to them as well. So one of the things I want to start with, what initially held you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. Fear, and how did you overcome it?
1: Well, I'd say the biggest thing is having a support system, having people around you that, you know, believe in your product, believe in what you can do. And I'd say that was the first question we approached my sister with, like, what what's stopping you? What's holding you back? Like Reggie and I knew she had a good product. We we had confidence in what she was able to make. She was unsure of like how to get started, and we were those support that support system that said, "Hey, you can do this, and we can help you get there." Um, so making sure you have people in your corner, cheerleaders in your corner. Um, we we've had a great support system of like people that promote our business. They share. They like. They. Tell people in their circle, hey, you got to check out Brown Butter Creations. You need to try this product. Oh, they're opening a storefront. Go check them out. Every time we post something, they share it on their platform. So having people, you need to have cheerleaders to help you get More through get that. Out there. I love it. Yeah. What would and you say free? is the
0: best <laughs> business advice you've ever received?
1: All right. So I just saw this this morning and I thought it was great. Uh Whatever you think you can't do, just know that there is someone who is confidently doing it wrong right now. They have no plans at doing it better either, and people are paying them to do it. Please believe in your own excellence as much as they believe in their mediocrity.
0: Hmm. Mmm. <clears throat> okay. All right. Dropping them gems today. <laughs> Appreciate that, Ashley. When you think about a favorite online tool application or internet resource that you use for your business that helps you every single day um, that you had no clue existed before you started your business? Well, what's that?
1: Square. They square square every day in the store. When I send invoices out of the store, check where we are in terms of how much we've made that day how much we made on that same day of the week before compared it to like last year so it's a tool that i use all day throughout the day just to you know do a pulse check where we are how we're doing and
0: got it and that's square so people typically uh just lean into it thinking only as a payment system. It sounds like there's analytics built into it and other um, sort of tools and resources sent out invoices, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of starting a business that sells goods or or services, um, consider using something like Square. So thank you so much for going on that uh, little quick journey with us. Is there anything that you want to leave with our Legacy Hustlers as we come to a close?
1: If you're ever in Hartford, stop in Brown Butter Creations where everything tastes like more.
0: (laughs) 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 Appreciate you sharing. And and we'll make certain again that in the show notes, um, you can clearly see where the business is, uh, be able to support if you're in that area. Ashley, thank you so much today for coming on the show and Uh, helping people understand brown butter creations and what you do, how it got started, the journey you've been on and being so transparent with us. It's been a lot of fun today. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you for having me, Rasheed. Happy
0: to be on the show. Of course. What's up legacy hustlers. I hope your cup is overflowing with inspiration, motivation and knowledge after listening to our guests today. And if it was, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, comment, and share with your friends so we can continue to grow the base of listeners. Shout outs to Chris from Sideline Records for always producing an amazing episode. Jonathan Leonard, we see you. Thank you for the uh, intro music. And to our listeners, until the next time we connect, please don't get in your own way in the pursuit of your dreams.